Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. I'm Ian. And it's it's Sunday, March 12th, mm-hmm. and we lost an hour of sleep. I did, and, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it also. <laughs> but it's sunny out still. It is sunny out. I don't know what time it is. But and it's cold. <laughs> it is 610, and it's still pretty bright out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is still cold. <laughs> Any day it's going to be spring. No, we will talk about this. So no snowstorms. No snowstorms. No snowstorms. No snow. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> All right. So... Of course, we have a few stories in town. We do. But I think we have to approach them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to take this first one, the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater and the city wanting to fill it in. Mm-hmm. Started as a rumor. Started as a rumor. but uh, Turned out to be fact. It was confirmed and the city got caught, basically. Mm-hmm. So let's. Um, I thought we'd start by talking about Ruth Gordon, who she is. Maybe there's some younger folks that don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I found some interesting articles, uh, one in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Basically about the history of the event during the during that day, and then some interesting things on the construction of the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start there? Sounds good. A timeline. What? A timeline. Yes. I love timelines. All right. So the first thing is so the first article I found is from 2018, and it's basically talking about a, a tour, two day tour. I think that went on, or two groups um, led by Sally Owen. Um, who runs a lot of mm-hmm. nature tours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Patty Williams of How's Neck, uh, who works with her. So I thought we'd talk about some of that. Uh, Ruth Gordon was born in 1896 and lived at 41 Winthrop Bath. She also lived in on at Marion Street and Elmwood Ave in the Walston neighborhoods. Um, she graduated Quincy High School and returned 69 times for high school reunions. I think I've only been to one of mine. <laughs> That's some dedication. <laughs> yeah. Williams describes her as Quincy's ambassador of goodwill in a one-woman chamber of commerce because she spoke so often and fervently about her love of Quincy. And then I want to play this. This um, There was also a recording on the article, so I want to play this. Um, and the last time she visited Quincy was in October of 1984 for the dedication of the amphitheater that was named after her that's over by where the park department is. And she called that the best day of my life. So Ruth Gordon describing the dedication of the amphitheater is the best day of her life. Yeah. It's, it's funny because we just have some great people that come from here. And that is somebody that is a, a, it's an Oscar winning star that came back to Quincy that we have history on. It's just incredible. Right. So that's a good lead into this next article I found mm-hmm. in the New York Times on November 11th, 1984 by Samuel Friedman. And this describes the event that day. The article is The Actress Returns. Mm-hmm. She left the city 70 autumns ago, a seaman's daughter bound for New York and the stage. I wasn't a rebel, Ruth Ruth Gordon recalls. I just wanted to be a star. Miss Gordon returned today, a star indeed, yet as much a child of Quincy as she was in 1914. On Ruth Gordon Day, the city named an amphitheater for her, and she promised a command performance there on June 25th, 1985, the 71st anniversary of her high school graduation. Wow. For a woman with a worldwide following, Ruth Gordon Day came as a concessions of small-town America. A barbershop quartet serenaded her. Old playmates hugged her. The high school band played Fame and the theme from Rocky as fans one-fifth Miss Gordon's age pressed toward her, begging for an autograph. I'm the first person in my family to have a theater named for her, Miss Gordon told a crowd of several hundred people at the amphitheater. Imagine that, several hundred people. Mm-hmm. 
It took a long time. I started toward this 88 years, 11 days and five and a half hours. <laughs> I never faced the facts. I never listened to good advice. I'm a slow starter, but I get there. Mayor Frank McCauley told her in turn, you're one person who has not forgotten where you came from. So that was describing the event of the day. And then... Oh, that, but you get to really know her personality just from that quote. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, just think about the young actors and people in the city of Quincy that, that might be dreaming. That would be enormous for them to know yeah. that. So another interesting part of this article describes the history of the amphitheater. So I'm not sure everybody knows this history. In 1977, Joseph Larea, then the mayor, decided Quincy should honor Miss Gordon. In 1977, Joseph Larea, then the mayor, decided Quincy should honor Miss Gordon. With $500,000 from the Federal Comprehensive Employment and Training Act, he began construction of an amphitheater in Marymount Park. The young Ruth, Ruth Gordon had picked wildflowers and watched the 4th of July fireworks there. In 1977, with the theater partly completed, President Reagan later ended the entire Comprehensive and Employment Training Act program. Then Massachusetts passed a measure limiting property taxes and thus municipal income, and Quincy had to close schools and lay off municipal employees. For more than five years, the amphitheater just sat there. Mm -hmm. Last summer, Mr. Lorea enlisted carpenters, unions, a vocational school, and city government to donate time, materials, and equipment. A blacksmith forged the initials RGA that adorned Ruth Gordon Amphitheater today. Her hometown may be more of a city these days with a population of 85,000, but not to Miss Gordon. People ask me, do you see the changes in Quincy, she said. I see only what I want to see. I see the trolley I used to ride with my mother. I see Belmont Avenue where my friends, the Johnsons, lived. Now Third Hill is covered with houses, but I see it when it was empty, and we climbed to the top to see Haley's Comet. It's just a pretty interesting historical mm -hmm. uh, summary of what they had to, to go through to, to, to get it done. To get yeah. it done, and, and, and people came together in yeah. this community, and and, and it's, it was important, and they did it. Yeah, and it's and it's it's been a dedication to her, and it's been a place that people have gone to, and even high school reunions during COVID were actually um, holding their celebrations there when they couldn't have it other places. So. Right. So it's a, it's it's part of it's part of our history in Quincy too that we should celebrate. Right, and and then I know um, we're going to talk about the Facebook post, but I, I did find this Facebook post from Robin Lorea, mm -hmm. uh, Mayor Lorea's daughter. That's mm -hmm. uh, a handwritten letter from uh, Ruth to her father. Uh, Dear Joe, that was the greatest event of my life. We pulled it all together. Here I began, and then came the climax. If I hadn't done all I'd done. I wouldn't be at what Quincy named the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater. Joe, what work and thought and willpower and intention went into this event. Thank you. Thank you for, I can't read that part, but you, you much happiness. Love, Ruth. Tell your wife I bought the roses home and they liked New York. <laughs> Again, another little piece of history. I mean, these are the things that, that I, I'm telling you right now. It doesn't matter if you're a current movie star or if you were a movie star from the golden era or before. She came from Quincy. Right. And she would give a lot of you know, actors or the, the, the theater kids or anybody hope that it can happen here. Yeah. And the one thing this city doesn't celebrate enough is arts. No. Um, we'll probably get into that a little later. Yeah. Ruth Gordon, just some of her, her big awards. Mm -hmm. 1968, she won the Academy Award for Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. In 1965, she won a Golden Globe Award 
uh, for Best Supporting Actress again, Inside Daisy Clover. Um, and then in 1979, like 74, I can't read my own writing. Um, she won an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, Taxi. And she was Judd Hirsch's uh, romantic interest. It was funny. <laughs> I watched a bit of it today. It was kind of funny. And you know what's on tonight? The Oscar. Oh, great. <laughs> but we're watching Last of Us. Yeah, but the timing. The timing is everything. We're even having a show the day the Oscars is going to be on tonight for Ruth yeah. So, So it was important. Mm-hmm. She was important. Mm-hmm. The arts are important. And the city wanting to fill us in is... Well, it came as a surprise for everybody. I think, I think, so what happens oftentimes here in Quincy is we take for granted what we have. And we're assuming that, you know, if anything's going to change, that we would know. And it started as a rumor. And the next thing you know, it was... Yeah, it was the Kathy Nason. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Kathy Nason inquired about a multicultural event from an event organizer and was told the event had to be moved because they were filling in the amphitheater. Just and like she that. was shocked and put it on <laughs> social media. But, she, but even still, when she put it on show, social media, she didn't believe it could be true because you know nobody there there there'd been no articles, there had been no there had been no reports to the council. That she wrote to people right to the city council saying, "What's going on?" Nobody knew. That right. that was last week. That was the end of last Friday. Yeah, a million emails, phone calls, text messages, Facebook messages, next door messages over the weekend. Yeah, and some of the people couldn't even believe it. They were saying, "Like, where did you get that?" Yeah, like that's crazy. You're there's no way they're doing that. No, yeah, <laughs> it's, because it's part of it's just part of what it's like. It's just part, it's part of pageant field. It's part right. of what every you know everybody knows. Ruth, you know, Courtney Amphitheater's up there. Right. Yeah. And so so an outcry on Facebook and uh, next door ensued with posts from Laurie Earl and Kathy Mason. Mm-hmm. I think I saw Laurie's uh, Facebook posts were shared like 60 times. And Kathy Mason said there were like 10,000 views on Facebook and next door. Or more. I heard more. more. But, but, you know, it was just it, it was just taking off and people were flabbergasted. It was just they were just their breath was taken away right. from them. And then someone found confirmation of uh, minutes from a park board meeting mm-hmm. and by visiting the parks department, I believe. Mm-hmm. This is from the Park and Rec Board uh, minutes, November 7th, 2022. This is under new business, Ruth Gordon Amphitheater. Administration would like to begin work to repurpose and reuse the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater location as part of a bigger project at Pageant Field. Ruth Gordon's name and legacy will continue in another manner. <laughs> so they're confirming that something's going on there and they're they're not gonna it's not gonna be there. It's yeah. gonna be somewhere else, and something that, else. And that was back in November. That was back in November. So and we're in March. Not like we didn't have plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a, we had several months we could have had a meeting about this. <laughs> we're bringing it to the city and, council. And to work. Anyway. I believe you're a city council. Right? I am a city council. And I beg them to bring so things to shouldn't us. They, yeah. <laughs> We had a midterm address where I said, work together. <laughs> yeah, I know. So people were outraged on Facebook and next door, obviously. Um, people were pinging Dave Murphy, the commissioner of natural resources. And the mayor, though. The and the mayor, too. The, yeah. the emails weren't just coming to the city councilors. They were going to the mayor. They were going to Dave Murphy. And it was all weekend. And on Monday morning, it, you know. Open as soon as the city hall doors opened, I was I was you know I wasn't probably the first one calling Dave, but I was putting a phone call into the commissioner to say 
what's going on. Right. Because I don't know. And I, is it, please tell me this is not true. Right. But, you know, we already had the minutes. So we had a pretty good idea of something. So do you want to talk and, about that phone call? Yeah. So I, I put a phone call over to the commissioner and we had a conversation and I basically said, you know, where are the plans? And he said, there were no plans. And I said, so the park and rec board voted for something that they didn't see. Like I, I was just kind of floored that this could happen. And he said it was just, it was something that he came up with. It was just an idea. And you know, that it wasn't the mayor's idea pretty much is what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that night at the council, um, it was uh, March 6th and it was our, uh, we, it's our, another quick council meeting. The, the week before was nine minutes. I think it was probably the shortest council meeting that's ever happened. And this one was about 20 minutes. We had an ordinance meeting before, but the actual actual council meeting was about 20 minutes. So it's not like you don't have time to talk. We have plenty of time. There's nothing on the agenda. The agenda is made by the administration and the council president. So the mayor's office and the council president make the agenda for the council meeting, for what they want to bring to us. Mm -hmm. Nothing. The last two meetings, nothing. I promise you at the end, we will jam things in to get things done. But I did a remonstrance at the end, basically saying this is the second project. Oh, the other thing I asked Mr. Um, the The commissioner was where to get the money. He said federal money. So Marymount Parkway, the roadways, chapter 70, that's um, or chapter 90, that's roadways. The bridge is going to be coming from someplace else and the park is coming from COVID money. Mm-hmm. Yet I couldn't figure out in the COVID spreadsheet that they sent me, you'd have to be a forensic auditor to be able to figure out. Right. We'll where it's talk coming. about that in a minute. But the point is, is that, you know, I did this remonstrance basically saying second project. We had the loan sale, loan, loan sale of statue last podcast. And this podcast is about Bruce Gordon Amphitheater. How is it possible that this stuff is happening and the public is having a major outcry. Just tell people what you're doing and, right. what, you're, and what you're spending money on. This is not, the, the, it's not a piggy bank for you to, the taxpayers are not a piggy bank for you to just use to just go do whatever project you want. And mm-hmm. we should be sharing it with the public and filling in the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater without public input. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah. It sounded like they were just going to do it. Oh, and, no. and thank God somebody, Kathy, got yeah wind of this and, and put it on Facebook because yeah. they were just going to fill it in. Yeah. No, they were. We've got plans. And then they'd be like, oh, what do you mean? You didn't know? No, they would have pinned it on the park and rec board. Yeah. The volunteer board. The volunteer board. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, why don't we read what their their role is? Yeah. Park and Recreation Board. The Park and Recreation Board comprises nine resident volunteer members who meet monthly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they are responsible for prom They are responsible for promulgating rules and policy for parkland, as well as reviewing and granting field permit requests. Mm -hmm. For a park permit application and additional information, please visit our park permits page. So it doesn't sound like they're deciding anything. No, it, 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 what they're deciding is like who's getting to, you know, what schools are getting to use what ball fields and, you know, what soccer yeah. teams are getting to use what soccer. But at the end of the day, it's, you cannot pin this on the park and rec board. You can have the minutes. This isn't the first project they tried to do this with, too. But this is what they do is they try to say it's the park and rec board. So you talked about it in your remonstrance. Mm-hmm. Opera funds, not telling us what you're doing with the opera funds. These two projects coming out of nowhere, you're not telling anybody. Mm -hmm. And then Mr. Walker, of course, had a response. So Mm -hmm. why don't we play that? Sounds good. I'd like to recognize Executive Secretary to the Mayor, Chris Walker. Mr. Walker. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Council's thoughts are appreciated. I would note, just for the record, that the resolution relative to the opera funding, as far as the administration is concerned, has been met. Uh, The information was provided. Um, over the course of last year, if the council and whatever committee that resides in would like a full hearing on what information the administration has provided, 
and has provided and continues to provide. We're totally fine with that. We have a great story to tell about where this funding has gone between nonprofits, between projects that would not be able to be completed in any other way, between funding hazardous duty pay for all of our city employees. It's a great story. There was a full spread in the Patriot Ledger. There was a full report given to this body relative to the spending of the federal funding. If the council so requests, the committee, wherever it lies, would like a hearing on it, that's fine. We're happy to talk about it. It's a good story. It's a good story. Yeah, it is a story. Um, And he said this, the part that I, the part that I'm kind of floored with is he says the city met its responsibilities when reporting this to the city council. It did not. So sending me a spreadsheet that I have to ask for an update through the city auditor to get what they're spending it on is not reporting to the city council. We want, and it's not transparent. I'm going to say right now, giving me a spreadsheet and me knowing where the money was spent is not transparent to the general public. And that's who I report to. I report to the taxpayers and the public, the city of Quincy, and so does the administration. So when they say they've reported in the Patriot Ledger, Mr. Murphy, Commissioner Murphy told me I also could learn about the trees being taken down at Marymount Parkway in the Quincy Sun three weeks ago. That is not how we're supposed to be reporting to the city council or the general public. They should be bringing these things to us and letting us know what's happening and giving the public the opportunity to weigh in as to whether or not this is something that they're hoping to see. And if it's something that the administration is so proud of, don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't do it in the, don't do it in the, the middle of the night or behind closed doors, because that's what's happening right now. So no, there are resolves in to city council that sit in the finance and oversight that are asking the administration to come before us and explain the money and how it was spent. And they won't come. And they won't come. And, and the mayor said he'd come anytime yeah. he asked. It was in a printed newspaper in the Quincy Sun again, saying he would come anytime. He would just need a little time to get everything organized. He doesn't need any time. We have the spread. You, you spent $46 million. Come on, come on over and tell us where yeah. you spent it. So I thought um, maybe starting our next show, we would dive into some of those details. Well, now that it, it's the been, best that we can do, it's right? The, yeah, it's been reported in the Patriot Ledger. So <laughs> yeah, the ledger from May 26, 2022 is very general. Just talks about land purchases, the employee checks they wrote, basically. We can get into it. Yeah, sure. it's but, very basic. But there's some other stuff that is in there that it, I think the residents would be quite surprised by. I think the city council should be shocked that they, yeah. aren't, they haven't. And that's another shocking thing. Not one of the other councilors said anything after that, except for Harris, mm-hmm. um, basically backing up the administration. Yeah. But um, but admitting that, but they, it, that they're actually coming and listening yeah. because 400 people got outraged out in, in Marina Bay. Yeah. You know, and that's good that they're listening, but they're getting outraged all over the city. So Yeah, but the, he's saying that they've fulfilled their obligations. And there must have been counselors going, are you serious? I think they were. I don't, I'm not sure why. I can't speak for other counselors. I can right. only tell you that they should be the, it, people. The general public is, uh, people are coming out. The teachers are coming out. The people are coming out. The Ruth Gordon people are coming out. The ZBA people, people are coming out yeah. for ZBA. Everybody, it's coming in waves everywhere. The ZBA meetings are, they're packed. They're packed. And I'll remind the counselors and Residents, this is an election year, mm-hmm. so nine-minute meetings aren't going to cut it. Are you reminding me? <laughs> no, I don't have to remind you. I don't think everybody knows where you stand, and that's good. It's okay. They can call you whatever they want. But <laughs> I'm okay with it. You I do your job. I so. do. You take it seriously. Okay. I got a little heated, though. Let's get back. Yeah. So <laughs> let's play the second part. Though. Ooh, what's going to happen on the second part? I'm okay. Man, it gets scared. <laughs> As the, to the two things that Council Mahoney mentioned, the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater yet. Yes, there was some discussion at the park board 
relative to uh, the future of the amphitheater, um, a worthy discussion that does need to take place in public and will take place in the public relative to the lack of use of that site, potential safety concerns of that site, and a number of other issues at that site. But no decision was made. No plan was ever presented. There was no plan. When the plan is ready, if there is a plan to repurpose the amphitheater, of course it will be shared. And as the mayor said today, something like that, of course, will include a public process. So there he's saying there's no plan, man. Whoops. <laughs> um, not only did we talk about the, the park vote, mm-hmm. right? And I asked Mr. I asked Mr. Murphy if there was a plan, and he said there was no plan. He said there was no plan. Should we talk about this now? Should we play the mayor's response? I don't know. Let's play the mayor's response first. That sounds good. Let's get it all out of the way. Just, the, just so I don't leave you in suspense. There is a plan. <laughs> Let's play the mayor's response on Joe Catalano's show the next day. Mm-hmm. Mayor, I'm sure you're aware of all the uh, discussion going on in the city about the future of the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater and uh, the plans for that. Can you explain uh, some details about what that might entail? Yeah, sure. The Clinton Park and Recreation Board uh, discussed at the request of the Commissioner, David Murphy, um, the use or reuse of the amphitheater. Now, before, before I say too much on that, uh, the city is committed to honor Ruth Gordon in a more significant way in the downtown with the Performing Arts Center coming. So um, I certainly want to make it understood that uh, Ruth Gordon will be forever remembered in the city for her incredible accomplishments. Uh, Commissioner Murphy had uh, discussions with the park board because of some of the uh, safety concerns at the amphitheater. Uh, first of all, we don't have concerts there anymore. All the concerts are really held in the in the downtown, either Kilroy Square or most of them have been in the Hancock Adams Common, uh, where people can enjoy that setting. So the amphitheater has not been used really for any theater for a long time. Um, and uh, it becomes a safety issue is what the Park and Rec would have raised with the commissioner, that, that back climbing wall. Uh, I shouldn't say it's a climbing wall, but it's become a little bit of a climbing wall for some of the kids. And I know they're very concerned the kid falls down that wall that uh, could crack a skull or something. It's a bit of a, a, a danger issue. So, um, I, you know, had the, uh, told the commission to slow things down to make sure the park and rec board has some meetings on this. So, uh, you know, the public can, uh, come in and weigh in, but, um, that's, that's a call of the park and rec board and, and, uh, we'll be continuing to communicate with uh, the commission and the board on that. The talk is that there are plans to fill it in and put up a playground. Well, they, they, they would, if, if the amphitheater goes away, mm-hmm. the discussion was to fill it and use it for other recreational, whether passive or, or active. Again, that'd be up to the pocket rec board. Um, you know, playground, I'm sure, would be a possibility. Okay. As a, there's a beautiful, uh, as you know, uh, headstone uh, to Ruth Gordon up there. Would that stay in, in that place? Do you know? I, I think we'd honor Ruth Gordon in a, you just said a headstone. It's exactly what it looks like, and it's 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 not a grave. Yeah, uh, I think we can honor her in a uh, in a more positive way, uh, perhaps with a sculpture of her, mm. um, a sculpture of her, and uh, in, in another way. But you know that that will be not thrown away. We'll certainly hang on to that. Okay, that's a little long, but there's there's a lot of things in there we could talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, he's saying it's not being used in some time. There's no concerts there anymore. They're in the downtown. Well, there's no concert there because you don't book anything there. 
right? Yeah. Well, and you don't take care of it. Yeah, it has been taken care of for a long time. So um, that, that's a that's a whole other problem that, you know, when we don't like something in the city of Quincy, we just ignore it and it falls apart. And then, and then we say, oh, it's yeah. non-disrepair. It's, it's, you know, it's in, it's in disrepair. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's man-made when it's done. It's not taken care of. Right. But more importantly, you know, we had three years of COVID. We had basically things that weren't being used up there because of COVID. People were using it, but it's yeah. just not the, the regular things that were happening haven't been happening. But we don't get to rewrite history just because we had COVID and we're going to say, oh, it doesn't get used. It, it, it can be used. And it should be used, and it doesn't get to be erased. And um, he's also saying it's a safety issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's been there forty years. Now it's now it's the safety issue, right? Yeah, that's a that's a common thread of when you're trying to get rid of something. It's yeah. a safety issue. It's it's kind of the fear tactics that go along with something. It's not used. It's it's underutilized. We don't want to. I think what Commissioner Murphy said to me is um, the only person who's making any money up there is the ice cream man. I didn't realize that we were concerned about who was making money at parks. But, you know, the point is, is that it was it was created and it was dedicated to, to Ruth Gordon. And I didn't really appreciate the fact that they're going to they're going to fill it in. So they're really literally going to bury Ruth Gordon. Yeah. He said he said, Joe, you said it's a headstone. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's not a grave, but it's going to become a grave because you're going to fill it in and bury. And they're going to make a statue of her. I mean, yeah. we're, we're very, Everybody gets a statue. We're, we're very statue happy in the city of Quincy, but we're out of the forty six million dollars. So I'm not sure yeah. we're going to pay for that statue. So. Again, I, I guess the reason why it, the more important thing that comes from this, Kevin, is that they keep saying that there's no plan, but yet they're talking like there's a plan. And guess what? Right. But I, you still there's still another point in here. He's calling. He's saying it's the call of the park and recreation. Oh, yes, and it's it's, it's the it's call of the record. I'm sorry. Twice. Twice. He's, he said it's call of the park and recreation board about, you know, what it's going to become. And then uh, Joe asked him, of course. They said they're going to put a playground on it. He's, he's saying it's up to the Park and Recreation Board. Park and Recreation Board is saying Are the administration would like to begin work to repurpose. Yeah, they, um, it, so it's a scapegoat. And he's the mayor. <laughs> I don't know if he knows that. He's the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's except a for, Park and Recreation Board making these decisions, and you're not fooling anybody by saying yeah, that. And of course, six of those people are appointed by him. Yeah. So, but here's the thing: I, I don't want to blame the Park and Recreation Board because it's not. It's not about. It's not about the volunteer boards that get that get signed by the mayor. They are all appointed by the mayor. But the point is, is that this is the administration once again telling people what they're going to get, not not asking, telling them. We know better than all of you. We're going to fill in the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater. There are no plans out there. But you know, it's the Park and Recreation Board's ultimate call. Nope, it's not. Park and Recreation Board does what you tell them to do. They, they report to Commissioner Murphy. Uh, it's it's a it's it's really really sad what's happening in the way we're handling you know communications and, and transparency to the general public. Right. How we're spending your money. So of course there is a plan. Guess uh, what? Someone found it. Uh, <laughs> it's part of the new wall layout grading plan. Mm-hmm. If, if you're familiar with Marymount Parkway, you've gone down there and said, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, again, but, if you read the Quincy Sun three weeks ago, they told you they were taking down a few trees. Yeah, we'll get to that, too. <laughs> we'll get to that, too. But um, so it's it, part of this layout grading plan marked C003, in case the administration wants to check, dated February 23rd, 2023. And it's marked that the amphitheater seating will be demolished and the amphitheater filled and left with, I think, a three-foot depth, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's right there in engineering planning. Wow. Wow. I guess they don't show the plans to <laughs> the Commissioner of Natural Resources or the mayor. Or, or the city council. <laughs> or the city council. Or 
The residents of Quincy. Except for the residents of Quincy are getting smarter and they're finding right. things. And they're, they're finding this. We didn't they, find this. They're calling you out. They're calling the administration out. And the re- and thank God they are, really, because we don't know anything. The city council is having nine-minute, 20-minute meetings. There's nothing to talk about in the city yeah. of Quincy. Nothing to look at here, people. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's um, free. Everything's free. <laughs> and a lot of people, of course, are horrified yeah. about all the tree removal. The trees, I think that's what started it. I think, I think people are losing their breath over the trees. And it was actually the Quincy Tree Alliance that went to speak with the natural resources that Friday and then asked, inquired about the... Um, about the growth Gordon Amphitheater. That's how we, that was how it got confirmed. Yeah. So if you went down there, say over a month ago, you, mm-hmm. you would have seen like 10 feet of trees taken out. People, were, people asked and they said, oh, we're just taking the scrubby trees down. Mm-hmm. And then they have this wall to keep the earth back, I guess. They're, that that wall is removed. They're going to put in this fancy wall. Because money is never enough. And then they just clear cut the whole hill. Leaving one um, little sad pine tree. But there was an article in the Quincy Sun. Commissioner Murphy asked you to look at this. So you did. Yeah, for three weeks prior, <laughs> though. I mean, I might have read it, but it didn't didn't yeah. say it was going to clear cut. <laughs> yeah. It said the city will improve the grades and plant 50 new trees on the hillside. An effort. That's the key two words. Mm-hmm. An effort. Or that's the key word. An effort is being made to save as many mature oak trees on the slope as possible. Landscape architect Rich Houghton of Halverson Design created the plan, planting plan for the city. Halverson is the team that created the Hancock Adams Common. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're spending a lot of money. And if there you see a- the species list of the trees and the shrubs and the yeah. hedge, and, the, and, and then there's going to be a fancy granite wall there. There's a plan. There is a plan and, and, and nothing's being spared for it. And mm-hmm. You have to wonder why. And you don't have to wonder why, too. You just walk over the hill and you see why, basically. That's uh, the Richard Coe Park Complex, or you know, recreation complex. And, and I don't need to be a jerk here, but if somebody... The mayor's is, obviously attached to it. If anybody ever said that they were going to take take that down, the Coke the Coke name up there, I, yeah. think, I think the world would come to an end. But yeah. Ruth Gordon Amphitheater, we can take that down, because that's just right. an actress and she's not alive anymore. And, and another mayor, mayor put it in. And another mayor put it in. And, you know, we just don't like it. We never liked it because it wasn't our idea. So yeah. basically, we're going to wipe out everybody else's idea. We're going to put statues everywhere. <laughs> or bridges. <laughs> statues and bridges. The wooden bridges. No, that was last year, right? Yeah. Everything. Is, it's, it's, it's amazing. But yet, when we say our taxes are going up, it's because we get, it's your assessed values. We're not spending any of your money. Don't worry about it. Um, there, we don't even have an expression of how much this is costing because we have no idea. Yeah. So, so obviously, this is part of the pageant field project. Mm-hmm. And it's... Slated, we found out to be finished in time for guess what? In the Flag Day Parade. You're right. <laughs> so Flag Day Parade, and up in Marymount, they're not going to fill in the. So I just want to, I want to let people know the plans that we did find showed that they were going to fill in the amphitheater, but because this has been exposed, they were not going to yes. fill in. So as of now, until we can find a better way to actually celebrate Ruth Gordon and a statue is made of yeah. her. It won't be filled in. In so. the downtown somewhere. Yeah. So someday. So, but the thing is, the other pieces, the pavilion is going to be redone. The bathroom, the bathhouses um, that right now it's going to have a stone facade put on the outside. It's going to be very so handsome. So it looks nice. So it looks nice. It's going to be handsome. It's going to be very I'm handsome. F- I'm all for things looking nice. No, I, I'm okay with it. I did, when we went for a walk up there, Kevin, I said they should do the pavilion. <laughs> yeah, but they're doing the pavilion. Yeah, they are. They're doing a new pavilion. They're doing a new pavilion. They're moving the pavilion. And then they're going to move one of the, the softball diamonds. Um, to another section of the field. I think they're positioning, repositioning both of those. Yeah, fields. and the, I think they're going to. I keep always thought that was supposed to be a passive space. Do you remember when they wanted to? Uh, Mayor Phelan wanted to put the track up there. Had all 
everything approved, right? And Mayor Koch, or not Mayor Koch at the time. He was the park uh, department head. Yeah. He had the park department, actually, the park and rec board, actually. <laughs> Raised a little bit of cane, right? Yeah, yeah. saying the trees and... Oh, yeah, they were saving the it's trees. It's a passive space. It's not a passive space. It's an active space. It's football fields up there now. And, uh, yeah, I don't... I don't. I was new. I was new on the school committee when that was all happening, when the, the, the track was starting to happen. And I, I didn't think it was a terrible idea, but then I didn't know all the... All things were happening. I just thought it was amazing how much talk we had about. But it's just ironic no, that I, they use trees. No, that's what I'm saying. For excuse back then, but now they're just mowing them down everywhere. Not just not mm-hmm. just on Marymount, but also for instance, everywhere you look, there's trees being taken down in the city of Quincy, and they're and, all every they're clear cutting places. Yeah. And while this is part of this engineering plan for uh, the new wall layout, mm-hmm. it is not part of the master plan that that we've seen. Yeah, no. It still says Ruth Gordon Amphitheater on there. Yeah, the master plan for the Marymount Master Plan, um, Marymount Park Master Plan, it still has the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater in there. So this is this is all just born out of this project that is going to be completed by Flag Day. And how we know that is because um, several of the events that usually happen up in Pageant Field will not be happening up there. And um, one of them is usually in June, which is um, the Quincy Pride event and Pride Day, and it's not happening there. It's gonna be relocated, I believe, to Kilroy Square. And the following weekend is Flag Day, and they were told that it would be ready by Flag Day because it's gonna be unveiled at Flag Day. Right, so just just so you know, I think I talked about the uh, multicultural event, right? Mm -hmm. That is going to be, just so you know, May 13th, 12 to 4 p.m. at the Four River Clubhouse. It was at Pageant Field. And then the Pride event, of course, is... It will not be at the Adams Hancock. It will be at Gilroy. It's right. going to be very crowded. <laughs> and that's Sunday, June 4th. Okay, and I think that does it. We did go to the group uh, meeting yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was bitter cold. Well, not bitter cold. It was just kind of a typical March raw, windswept, snow cold. Bone chilling. Bone chilling. <laughs> and there was a group of, let's say, 30 to 50 people there. Mm-hmm. At the amphitheater and uh young and, and some people that were older, some people that are younger. You know, yeah. They were they, they and they were all there talking about saving the recording amphitheater. And the ledger was there. Mm-hmm. So uh so next steps for, for some of these organizers. Thursday, March thirtieth, from four to six PM at City Hall. They're they're gonna be marching at City Hall, probably with signs and stuff. Yeah. City Hall's getting a lot of activity. I'm so glad. <laughs> so Join them. So, Anna, uh, like I said, I think that does it. So, you know what time it is? I do. It's listener's mail. All right, Anne. So, this first one, I'm not going to read it all, but I'm just going to read some excerpts. This is from Kathy. With no notice that I could find, I just discovered that there is a plan to fill in the amphitheater starting next month. Likely, the excuse will be the old bugaboo liability. Few cities have outdoor amphitheaters, including Boston, but not many. The amphitheater is a unique feature that few towns can highlight. The Ruth Gordon Amphitheater has been used for music, plays, and dancing, the DARE program, daycare, and school and church events. With rehabilitation and marketing, it could become one more beautiful attraction in Quincy. Instead, what will it become? Will it be filled, landscaped, and become part of the barbecue area at the pageant field? Will the city be able to charge more for the use of the field for various events? The cost is currently $250 per day. And so, will a unique amphitheater become another ho-hum park like in every city? The Parks Department told me that there would be a museum someplace else to honor Ruth Gordon. I wonder how the Ruth Gordon's family will react. 
The families of the men who designed and built the amphitheater are still here in Quincy. How is this publicly announced? The only item I have seen is the obscure note in the November 7, 2022 meeting minutes, which we read. I could not find any explicit note about the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater in the open space and recreation plan by the BSC group. Seriously, why can't this city at least let us know what they intend to do with our tax money? Personally, I think it would be better spent on rehabilitating and marketing the amphitheater to keep pageant field unique to Quincy. Will we continue to brush aside more pieces of what makes Quincy Quincy? And that's from Kathy. And I think that the key there, when you say there was no plans, I mean, we talked about that in the podcast, we've talked about there's no plans. And that not only did she find it, that they were going to do it next month. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy when you really think about it, that if this wasn't found out, that we would wake up and the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater would have been filled in. And you know what? It would have been like, well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's how it goes in Quincy. Sorry. <laughs> and still, we don't know how much, we don't know how much all of this stuff is going to cost. All right. This next one is fairly long, so I'm going to read excerpts from it, but most of it. Um, this is from Maggie. City should treat residents as partners. If a loved one regularly made decisions that affected you without consulting you at all, and you only found out about those decisions after the fact, perhaps through strangers on social media, how would you feel? Probably hurt, angry, and disrespected. Certainly wary and distrustful. That's how many Quincy residents felt recently when we learned on a recent Friday, first through a social media or friend's text about a city plan to fill in the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater near Paget Field. We found confirmation of the plan in a two-sentence entry in the minutes from a November 7th board meeting and by visiting the Parks Department and asking an employee. But we didn't know why the plan had been made, when the amphitheater's destruction would start, or why none of the park users had been consulted or even informed of the plan. Then she goes on to describe all the, the efforts that they made, this group. But then she says, on Monday afternoon, we started to get emailed responses from the Natural Resources Commissioner David Murphy and Mayor Koch. I was grateful to receive answers to my questions from Commissioner Murphy, who said the amphitheater plan had been created because other work, including a new picnic pavilion, was already planned for pageant field. He said that the amphitheater had not seen regular use in more than 20 years, and in fact could not see major use without conflicting with softball games and family picnics. He said the rock wall presented a potential hazard and that the city prefers to hold outdoor concerts downtown where there's an economic benefit to local businesses. But he said that plans for the amphitheater to be filled in were being put on hold and that no further work would be done without a public process. We breathed a sigh of relief. Our voices had been heard. The time and care we took to register our concerns had, been, had not been in vain. But the sense of relief and goodwill did not last long. Within hours, someone posted an email response from the mayor that made it sound like the amphitheater could still be filled in. I'll add that there will also be no changes to the amphitheater under any circumstances until such time as an appropriate tribute to Miss Gordon's contribution had been fully planned. On AM Quincy with Joe Catalano, we just played this, the mayor then said that the city was committed to honoring Ruth Gordon in a more significant way at a performing arts center planned for downtown and indicated that the park board would be responsible for holding the public meetings about the amphitheater. He said concerts were now being held at Kilroy Square or the Hancock Adams, and the city is worried the kids could climb and fall from the amphitheater's rock wall. So this is this is the point I, I think we may have skipped over, right? Mm -hmm. That um, he's not saying it's not going to happen. 
Oh no. He's saying it's not gonna happen right now. He's saying it's not gonna happen right now. And until we until we get a sculpture up. Yeah, and the other thing he's not saying he's saying it could be for the art center that's gonna be downtown. And yeah. he was promoting that Which, a year ago. And then he promoted Over it. a year ago. Over a year ago. Yeah. And then it was then like he, a fifteen, sixteen story building. Now it's like a little uncertain, right? Well that's sure, right. But then it was been again, because it's an election year, they just had a spread in the Quincy Sun again that was talking about the same project that they were talking about. That should be done by now. Yeah, <laughs> you know that it's coming. But the but the arts. I just want to mention the arts center that they were talking about still on hold because it the cost because the interest rates are going up because all of a sudden <laughs> the administration's realizing it's going to cost more money to do things mm-hmm. or people are. I'm not sure. The rest of us already knew that though. Yep. Okay. Back to the letter. Mm-hmm. If public meetings are held, I have some questions. Why would the park board have been allowed to greenlight the proposal to fill in the amphitheater in the first place? According to the city's website, the park and recreation board comprise nine residents, uh, volunteer members who meet monthly. They are responsible. I think we, we read this right mm-hmm. for for the rules and policy for parkland. I read that to mean that these volunteers, six of whom are appointed by the mayor, are allowed to set the hours that parks are open, for example, or to grant permission for clubs to host picnics on certain days. Not that they would be able to decide to do away with park features entirely. That power does not seem to be in their official purview. Also, if the city is concerned that the amphitheater isn't getting used, why not work with residents to think of through ways to use it? What about holding nature talks there, followed by walks along Black's Creek? What about holding concerts there when softball teams are not playing? I'm sure we could put our heads together and come up with a schedule of activities that the community could enjoy. Mm -hmm. And even without large performances, the amphitheater is a magical place. My son and I have been putting on impromptu shows on its stage. And during the pandemic, friends and I sometimes chat on its terrace seats when indoor gatherings seem too risky. Finally, I would ask about the city's safety concern. Has anyone ever been injured there in the four decades since the amphitheater's dedication? Is the city fielding a lot of calls about people climbing on the rock wall? If it is, did the city consider any other solution short of filling the whole thing in? Why don't they put post people and say, kids, get off the wall? How about this? They said that it hasn't been used in the last 20 years. Guess who this administration has been in office for the last 16? Right. So, you know, quite honestly, if degradation by design, we just don't want it. We yeah. didn't build it. And I think the current yeah. park commissioner is more concerned with athletics and than arts, to be honest. At the end of the day, this is something that they don't want to take care of. They don't want to promote. They don't want, and they can, or, or maybe their downtown isn't as successful as they're saying it is because they need to take the few events that were happening up there at, you know, the amphitheater and move them down to, you know, downtown. Yep. And then she says, what about other city, city structures that could be dangerous mm-hmm. and climb down the new fountain in front of City Hall when its slippery surfaces comes to mind? And actually, they have people walking around at their events telling kids not to run right. on that. Yeah, they do. And I actually saw that at the um, the Winterfest. Yeah. <laughs> city employees <laughs> being hired to make sure that the kids aren't running through the fountain. <laughs> yep. Okay. And then she concludes, I'm sure the other residents have other questions and concerns. And if the city would actually listen to them and even better proactively ask us what we think before making plans that affect us, we would feel much more trust in our government. Mm-hmm. We want to be active partners, not afterthoughts. And that is the real theme that's happening. It's not just happening with Ruth. It's Ruth Gordon. It was the Lone Taylor statue down in Marina Bay. They're an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's the sense that people that are going out to speak on behalf of their own homes with the ZBA, they feel like they're afterthoughts. Everywhere you go, people are getting very, very frustrated in the city of Quincy because they feel as though they have, they're not being heard. 
not they, they're no, they have no information what's happening in the city of Quincy, and they refer to read the Quincy Sun. Yeah. And their city councilors don't know anything. Right. I don't because I have to keep asking. Right. But quite honestly, we should have more information. We should know where their money's being spent, and we should be able to answer honestly into their faces that we understand what's happening. But we are not being treated like partners either. Right. This next one's a short one. This is from Mary. What if I were to suggest that the city install a small play area on the Hancock Adams Common? Residents and tourists with children would love it as there isn't currently anything there devoted to children. Mm -hmm. The playground could have an alligator theme because John Quincy Adams kept one in the White House. Do you think a certain neighbor would mind? Who do you think that's our neighbors? Maybe the mayor? <laughs> <laughs> It depends on who the mayor is. <laughs> John Quincy Adams had an alligator in the White House. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I, I did look it up. Uh, some people debate whether that's real or not, but it's definitely a myth. And there are books about it, the children's books. And they, they even at the White House, I think they sold a, a stuffed alligator. So, so it's definitely if it's not real, it's a myth. It's kind of it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely think that. But I, I don't think any playgrounds going in. There. I don't think any playgrounds going in. I know. I don't think. I don't think that's part of the vision. Um, but that, that's but the, she's making the point. That's the that's the point though is that there is a vision and there are plans. They're not being shared with the general public because I guess we can't imagine what their vision is and buy into it. We can't buy into something that we don't know. But we will be sacrificial lambs if we wake up the next day and they're filling right. things in. Um, and then they'll just say that we didn't we didn't say that we didn't want it. Mm -hmm. But they do. There's people organizing and it's 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 very frustrating in the city of Quincy right now. And I feel their I feel people's pain. Right. And the last one is from John, and it's about a different issue, actually. It's about, uh, I think, the last couple shows. Mm -hmm. um, Ann and Kevin, thank you for all your efforts to present the facts about key issues in our city. It is time for the taxpayers of Quincy to wake up and tell Mayor Koch to represent their needs and to stop feeding his ego. The most recent examples are the Quarry Hills lease extension and the purchase of a building at 610 McGrath Highway. Both of these issues clearly show how Mayor Koch is willing to take care of campaign donors and developers with little regard for the city taxpayers. How much more taxpayers' money will be spent on land purchases? The city of Quincy needs to publicly disclose a complete list of all property purchased by the city over the past five years, including the property address, former property owner, purchase price, source of funds for the purchase, and if the property was sold include to whom it was sold, sale amount, and amount of gain or loss on the property. If Mayor Koch refuses to disclose this information, then he needs to be replaced in the next mayoral election or at a minimum investigated for potential unethical deals with these property purchases and leases. And that's from John. <laughs> yeah, I think I, it goes back to everything that I've been saying. Transparency does matter here in the city of Quincy. Our city council on our charter says we're supposed to vote for any acquisitions of properties or does, uh, or when we, we sell property. And we haven't been doing that. Um, the debt, that, that 610 McGrath Highway purchased with the district improvement financing. The administration actually had to come back and admit that that's what he did. Um, and he doesn't have a re he's going to have to get refunded somehow, some, somehow, some way, some other way, you know, but the fact that this is another example of a, another potential avoided catastrophe where the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater could have been filled in. They said there were no plans and guess what? Whoops, caught again. Um, and it's very frustrating because, you know, we shouldn't have to 
lie about things. We should be bringing them forward and we should be sharing them with if it's a good idea, people will vote for it. If it's a bad idea, they won't. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to work. Right. And we're supposed to protect the taxpayers and the taxpayers' money. If he came and told me that he wanted to do the pavilion over at Badger Field, I'd be probably would have been for it because it needs to be done over. Yeah. But but it, I would want to see the plans and make sure that they were reasonable, that we weren't just, you know, making something elaborate. I have no idea what those plans look like or who's doing it or what the cost is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I feel for the taxpayers because when we do your budget and it's the general budget and your taxes go up and we say, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. We can stop spending outrageously in the city of Quincy because it's if it's not, if it's bonded or any other spending on vanity projects, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I know. So. I just want to take a moment to thank everybody in the community for the people who have like who've done the research and have found all of these things and unearthed the things that are happening. If it wasn't for you, the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater would have been filled in. But it's not just the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater. It's all of the other things that are the happening. The 99-year lease. The 99-year lease. The people who come out to ZBA, they're, the, the, the rooms are being packed at ZBA. Standing up for your rights and as taxpayers, as citizens of the city of Quincy, it means something because you're all working together. The Marina Bay folks who came out and said, no, thank you, Mayor Coke. We won't sell a statue. Great idea. Not on our property, though. Right. The fact of the matter is, is that we are all working together towards the same thing, which is a transparent city government. We need to know where the money is being spent and how it's being spent and what it's being spent on. And when we think it's the right thing, we will stand together and say it's the right thing. But these people are all standing up and saying, no more. Right. Please, no more. Stop, stop taking our trees down. <laughs> they really are frustrated. So I want to leave people and all of the people who are all the people who have been standing up with a quote from Ruth Gordon. Ruth Gordon said, "Courage is like a muscle. We strengthen it by use." So let's all stand together and make sure that we are living in the community and having the right projects, the ones that we want together, and being respected as a community. So that's a good note to leave it on, Anne. Mm-hmm. And I think that does it for. Save your limits. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody.